0: God thank you for today and Holy Spirit thank you that you're going to take these words I've got to say that you put on my heart and help it to be real and encouraging to the people that hear it Thank you God amen last week, Hanny shared from acts two forty two to forty seven about some of the basic characteristics of a New Testament church. That passage is so inspirational in describing the general activities of what a New Testament church community looks like. Now, while there are a number of common general activities of a New Testament church, there's really only one specific activity that is performed or followed regularly in almost any New Testament church. And that specific activity is communion. Today, we will read about communion from Apostle Paul's writing. So go now to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, and we'll read about four verses there. 1 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 23. The Apostle Paul is writing this, and he says this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Excuse me. There are a variety of ways communion is performed around the world. It is served in small individual cups. It is served in one large common cup. You know, I don't really know how they do that and have adapted in this season of COVID. But anyway, that's another way that people serve the cup. The types of symbolic bread are wide and varied from little pieces of crackers to pieces of bread from a loaf and all kinds of options in between. The cup is filled with a variety of liquids, perhaps the most common or more common being red wine or a dark juice. The frequency of communion is just as variable. Some church communities share communion every time they meet. Others have communion on special event days. We at City River have usually shared communion on the first Sunday of the month. There is no specific biblical way or frequency that is more correct or less correct. In verse 26, Paul wrote, and he quoted Jesus, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup. But what I want to focus on today is not any of those things. I mention them to allow each of you to have the freedom, the latitude to celebrate communion, as Paul wrote, whenever. What I wanna give focus to is the phrase found in verses 24 and 25. That phrase is, do this in remembrance of me. If I can have your attention for just a second, or maybe a little more focus, here's a question I want you to consider. When we take communion together in a few minutes, what are you going to remember about Jesus? When we take communion, what are you going to remember? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What are you going to remember about him? If you don't get anything else from today, here's what I'd like you to get. Communion is an opportunity to express our personal gratitude and celebration for everything Jesus did for us when he died on the cross, was resurrected and returned to heaven victorious. If you're like me and have been in church for most of your life, you have been to a lot of church services where communion was served. And it's easy to come to the place where communion is just another activity we do. Now, very few people would deliberately or intentionally choose to make communion just another thing at church. But if repeated often enough, worship giving our tithes and offerings, announcements, testimonies, the sermon, greeting time, and yes, even communion can and sometimes does, for some people anyway, become just another thing we do at Sunday service. This was a problem for me, for sure. When you've been in church since you were you know, two months old, um, some things get to be kind of repetitive and you sort of forget and lose the meaning. So as I was talking with Jesus about it, he made some suggestions to me. Well, I wanted to check that out to make sure I wasn't just making it up. So I talked with a couple other people that were more mature in their relationship with Jesus and I really valued their opinion and their counsel. They agreed that what I felt I had heard from Jesus could help me. So, today I want to share ways that may be helpful to you to be able to relationally connect with Jesus as you take communion. As a reminder, communion is an opportunity to express our personal gratitude and celebration of everything Jesus did for us when he died, was resurrected, and returned to heaven victorious. What an interesting phrase, do this in remembrance of me. What do you think Jesus would like us to remember when we think about him today? Are we only to remember a horrible death on the cross Personally, and this is my opinion, I don't think so. Only remembering Jesus' death does not lead me to think about everything Jesus accomplished by his death and resurrection. Yes, it costs Jesus to make way possible for relationship with God. But for me, at least... Remembering only Jesus' horrible death doesn't actively encourage me to press in to develop relationship with him. So maybe this can help you too. Go to Psalm 103, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about perhaps another way or something else to remember as we take communion. Psalm 103. I'm reading out of the New International Version for this. If I say it differently than what you're reading, it's because I memorized it in two different other versions too. And sometimes I forget and mix them all together. Psalm 103, we're going to read the first five verses. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires for good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is one of the passages I use frequently during communion time to relationally connect with Jesus. It's a focused set of verses that help me to connect. I have other verses, and I'm sure you can discover some that will help you too. Verse 2 says, We are not to forget all his benefits. There's not just the benefit of Jesus hanging on a cross, dying for us. When I connect with God in communion, I want to remember all of the benefits of my relationship with God. And then, just to help people like me out, verses 3 through 5 give us a list of some of the many biblical benefits for us to remember. The benefits we get to enjoy and celebrate when we participate in communion. So how does that look? Well, I'm going to share with you Psalm 103, the first part of verse 3. Here's the first benefit. Who forgives all your sins? Okay, for a long time, I would just try to think of everything bad I did and list all the sins I could think of, and generally feel worse and more unworthy when I start when I got done than when I started. Maybe you're better at listing your sins than I am, but that's how I ended up. But as now, as I wait in communion, I ask Holy Spirit to show me have I forgotten to ask for forgiveness of any sin I committed. First Corinthians twelve. Oh, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 11.28 reminds us that we are to examine ourselves to make sure we haven't any unconfessed sins when we have communion. So my conversation with Jesus about this little piece of verse might sound something like this. Jesus, I don't want to have anything between you and me. Help me to remember any sins that I've committed that I have not already asked for forgiveness. And Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. I want everything that keeps me from being connected and intimate with you to be forgiven. Thank you so much for your willingness to forgive me. Now, after receiving forgiveness or if I can't remember any unconfessed sin, I still stay there with this verse because I don't want to forget any of his benefits. I might continue by saying something like this. Jesus, thank you so much that you forgave me my sins. Even when Satan reminds me of my sins, I know you have forgiven me. I get to be in your presence together with you, free from any condemnation and accusation. Wow, God, that really feels good. I remember your benefit to me is forgiving my sin. Now, that kind of conversation changes communion for me. It's not just about a focus of Jesus dying a horrible death on a cross, but it brings me into a personal relational connection with Jesus, celebrating both my forgiveness and my restored relationship with him. So now it's your turn. Leading up to our communion time, take about two minutes right now to remember the benefit of Jesus forgiving your sins. I just punched my little time clock, so you've got about two minutes to just say, God, I want to talk to you for a minute about all of the benefits, the blessing of Jesus, you forgiving my sin. Talk to him now. Isn't it interesting how long two minutes are? And yet, that's perhaps all it takes to change our perspective of communion from something we do to a connection with someone we know. Well, practice makes perfect, right? Psalm 103, the second half of that verse says, who heals all your diseases. As I wait to take communion, I might talk with Jesus about healing. And whenever I'm talking with Jesus, I try to be as honest as I can, because that's what happens in meaningful relationship. So my conversation might go something like this, this week. Jesus, I am so thankful Because it's your will that I'm healed of every disease. I know this is true because you made that declaration. But Jesus, you know that Mary's health is really front and center in my mind right now. I don't understand why she's not healed. I'm really glad that we live in Canada and we have really good health care. But I just need to tell you, she's spending way too much time in the hospital. Now that said, God, Jesus, I know you are not doing this to Mary and I'm so grateful. So I choose again today to remember that another benefit is that you heal all my diseases and all of Mary's diseases. And my hope for healing is not in the outcome, but in your goodness and your promised blessing. And Jesus, I just don't want to talk about what didn't work today. I want to talk about what did work. I want to remember today my own healing that you gave me. You remind me today that I used to have allergies to cats that were so severe that even being in the same room with a cat could kill me, and nearly did. But last night, when I was reviewing my sermon, our sweet little cat Mia was laying right next to me, and I had no breathing issues or problems at all. So Jesus, in healing that I've already experienced, or in healing that for whatever reason has not yet happened, I remember your benefit to me that you heal all my diseases. And now it's your turn. Leading up to our communion time, take about two minutes right now to to remember the benefit of Jesus healing all your diseases. You know, one other thing I want to add, diseases sometimes aren't always physical. There may be a disease of bitterness or abandonment or rejection. Well, guess what? He heals all our diseases. And if maybe that's the one that you want to share with Jesus and talk with him a little bit about, that counts as a disease, too. And he wants to heal that, too. He's really good at healing hearts. So take about two minutes now. Well, did the two minutes seem longer or shorter this time? Remember that communion is exactly that. It's this connection time with God. It isn't just a ceremony we do to remember something that was 2,000 years ago. We are grateful for that. And that is a component of communion but communion is our connection with Jesus. Now, to remember all of his benefits. Look at the fourth verse of Psalm 103, and here comes another one. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. So as I wait to share in communion, I, talk with Je- I might talk with Jesus about how my relationship with God has changed because of Jesus. I don't know where your relationship with God started, but basically, I was scared to death of God, that I would go to hell, that as a five-year-old, I would commit the unpardonable sin, and I would be left here on earth, and all kinds of things. Not exactly the way to start a relational connection with God. So as we wait for you know for communion, talk with God about what's changed in your, your uh relationship with God because of the finished work of Jesus. So maybe my conversation might sound like this. Jesus, thank you so much for paying the price for getting me free. From all of the impacts of sin. I could never have gotten there. I could never have gotten free on my own. But you did it for me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And what is so awesome is you didn't just leave me there. Jesus, how do you want to show me today what it means to be crowned with love and compassion? You know, I'm sitting here and the, the sense I just sense the word value. Wow, and that amazes me. Jesus. I remember that you really see value in me. That's just so difficult for me to believe sometimes. But when I experience your love, I at least begin to understand what it means. What meaning, what being loved really feels like. I know I don't have it all, but I get to start feeling that and experiencing that. (laughs) Jesus, I am so grateful for your compassion. (laughs) You've had to use compassion with me so many times. And it's just so awesome. Jesus, please show me your compassion again. Help me to learn how to be more free from condemning myself and have compassion for me, from me. Show me your compassion again, and then help me to learn how to do that for myself. Jesus, I'm worth it. I have that kind of value because you redeemed me and crowned me with love and compassion. And now it's your turn. Leading up to our communion time, take about two minutes right now to remember the benefit of Jesus redeeming your life from the pit and crowning you with love and compassion. Do it now. Well, is the two minutes getting shorter or longer? I want to encourage you that as you develop a relational connection with Jesus, you will have more words and you will hear more words and you'll have more dialogue. And I'm so confident that it's Jesus' desire to expand and develop his relationship with each one of us. To not just have another ceremony where we remember a horrible death, but to have an invitation into a more meaningful relationship about all of the benefits of Jesus' finished work on the cross and his resurrection and his return to heaven. Well, there's one more we're going to do. Verse 5 who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. As I wait to share in communion, I might talk to Jesus about how he satisfies my desire for good things. So, my conversation might sound like this. Jesus, I am so thankful for all of the benefits of your finished work on the cross when you were resurrected and now you're alive today. It's amazing to me that you know me so well. You know how to satisfy me in ways I can't even hope to do on my own. And the way that you satisfy me is always good You know, Mary came home yesterday, Jesus. But I'm reminded of last Monday night and the time I had with you on the balcony. The temperature finally cooled off. It was quiet. It was even clear for a little while, and I could see some stars just for a little while. I know. I asked if I could actually see you sitting next to me, and it didn't happen. But I was so aware of your presence. And something just seemed kind of settled in in my heart. It's not like I heard any words. It just seemed like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Then I went into bed and a few hours later in the middle of the night, Mary woke, woke me up and I had to call the ambulance to take her to the hospital. Again. But after she left, I clearly remember your presence again. Even the dog calmed down. Jesus, you really did satisfy my, my desire for good things. The best thing, really. You were with me, and I knew it. And there's just nothing better than that. You didn't just be with me. Then you renewed me. I was able to be free from worry, even though, even though I knew she was in trouble physically on Tuesday. I was able to have a restful day. I'm not even sure how. Well, yes, I am. as you renewed me. As I think back, I don't begin to understand how, except that you know the right thing to satisfy my desires. And it was really good. I was able to soar to see from an eagle's perspective, to see from your perspective about your love for me and your love for Mary, your care for Mary, your care for me. And Jesus, when I try to do that on my own, I'm just really bad at it. I always seem to want more. Satisfaction just doesn't seem to be there. But when you do it, I really do experience being content. It's kind of an unfamiliar feeling for me. And yet it's really comforting to know that somebody, there is somebody who really does understand me even better than I understand myself. And when that happens, I am satisfied with good things. I am renewed. And now it's your turn. Leading up to our communion time, take about two minutes right now to remember the benefit that Jesus satisfies your desires with good things and renews you to soar like an eagle. Do it now. My hope was that this little exercise can help you see more possibilities of having a relational connection with Jesus during communion. Oh, and by the way, you can do it other times too. May God grant you the desire to not forget any of his benefits because communion is an opportunity To express our personal gratitude and celebration of everything jesus did for us when he died was resurrected and returned to heaven victorious we're going to take communion together so let's read again first corinthians 11 beginning at verse 23 Paul was writing this and said, or wrote, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, we hold in our hands now these symbols of your broken body and spilled blood. They're just symbols. They're just reminders to us of your amazing sacrifice to restore our relationship with you. And Jesus, help us today not to forget any of your benefits Let's remember all his benefits as we take the bread together. Let's remember all his benefits as we share the cup together. Communion is the opportunity to express our personal gratitude and celebration for everything Jesus did for us when he died, was resurrected, and returned to heaven victorious. The Passion Translation is kind of like an amplified Bible, and I really like the way they do the Psalms. So I'm going to close my time today by reading Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5 from the Passion Bible. You don't have to go look it up. Just sit back and kind of let it soak in. It's really good at kind of catching the emotion. Psalm 103, 1 through 5 in the Passion Bible. With my whole heart, with my whole life, And with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. And you've crowned me with love and mercy. You've satisfied my every desire with good things. And you've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. The Lord bless you. Aisha, please lead us again as we worship God.